our singing part goes like this. Oh, we will rejoice and be glad. Oh, we will sing hallelujah. Try it with us now.
Hello, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you. How are the turkey leftovers treating you? You're still awake? All right. Welcome. My name is Marvin. So good to be with you. Good to worship with each and every one of you. I'd love to add a special welcome to anybody that's here visiting us. If you are here, maybe you're out of town visiting family or you just kind of happened to check us out and wanted to worship with us. Thank you so much for being here. We, uh, we take pride in wanting to get to know those that are visiting us. And so uh, there's a few easy ways that you can help us know that you're here so that we can follow up with you this week. The easiest way is just to grab that connection card, and that's the little card that's in the seat in front of you. You can grab that, fill it out, drop it in the offering bag as it comes around in a little bit, and, uh, and someone will get a hold of you just to hear your story, pray with you, and uh, tell you more about our church. There's also a New People's Table, and that's out in the lobby, and you can stop by that New People's Table out there and let us know that you're here uh, as well that way. And anybody joining us online want to say thank you. Welcome uh, to each and every one of you. You can put the turkey leg down now and uh, join the service. Well, we are excited for Christmas services here at Christian Assembly. Are you excited with me? All right, all right. Some of you guys are on December 23rd and 24th, which is a Friday and a Saturday. We're going to be having Christmas candlelight services here at Christian Assembly. And so we look forward to you, your guests, your family, uh, your friends joining us for Christmas here at Christian Assembly. So like I said, December 23rd, which is a Friday night at 6 p.m. And then December 24th, which is a Saturday, we're going to be having services at 9 a.m. and 11.15. So please note that we will not be having services on Sunday, December 25th, and that's so you can enjoy that day with your loved ones on Christmas Day. We're going to be having services here in our South Sanctuary, as well as across the street in our North Sanctuary. So if you've never visited the North Sanctuary across the street, both uh, sites are equally impressive, equally great. There's going to be live teaching, live worship, amazing time on both sides of the street. So wherever you are celebrating Christmas with us, you're going to have an amazing time. So thank you so much for doing that with us. Kids Church will be hosting a Super KC Christmas, and they're excited for all the kids birth fifth excuse me, birth to fifth grade, to jump on in and be a part of Kids Church, a super KC Christmas. Now, we want to plan well for you and for uh, your loved ones to come and be with us at Christmas time. So we've put these little uh, highlighter green cards in your bulletin, so you can wave it at me now. You can take it out. And if you have not filled this out yet, so if you didn't fill one out last week, would you take a moment right now to fill this out. This is an RSVP card just to let us know which service time and which service day you are planning on attending so that we might uh, better serve you and your guests. So would you please take a moment now, I'm gonna stop talking so that you can fill it out. And when I do, that's your cue to grab a little pen or something to write with, fill out this card, and again, drop it in the offering basket. So I'm gonna stop talking now and you're gonna fill out now. Go. And Vic's gonna play for us while we do. You guys count me down, 30 seconds, that's all I get. You can also use this card to let us know if you want to volunteer. I'm just going to throw that out there. One last thing I want to say. Great. Thank you so much for filling that out. If you, if you filled it out last week, great. Thank you for doing that. If you're not, fill it out and drop it in the offering basket as it comes in a little bit. Again, this is not a ticket, but it just helps us to plan well, it helps us to plan uh, for who will be coming. And please remember to invite someone to come and be with you for the Christmas candlelight services 
Friday, December 23rd, and Saturday, December 24th. Well, uh, our women's gathering is coming up, and they've entitled it A Cozy Christmas, and that's going to be happening on December 7th. And Matt, I hear that the women are going to wear pajamas that day, so great. Enjoy that time of coziness on December 7th at 7 p.m. right here in the South Sanctuary. Christmas carols, hot chocolate, cookies, and the best gift of all, celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. So women invite you to be a part of that, a cozy Christmas. Just as a side note, uh, no child care will be provided that evening, so please make plans for that. We're going to continue worshiping by giving of our tithes and offerings. And as I do, as I call our ushers uh, forward, we are going to read Scripture. And in Second Chronicles 31.5, it says the following. It says, the people gave generously and gave a tithe of everything. And uh, that's what we want to be known for as a church, a, a church that lives in generosity. And so when we worship through this time, this is what we get to do. We get to express our grateful hearts towards the Lord by giving back to how generous he is in our lives. So would you pray with me this evening? Lord, we thank you. You're a generous God. You're a good God. You're a faithful God. And so, Lord, as we get to worship you now through the giving of our tithes and offerings, we just pray that you would bless those that are able to give here, online, through our app, which however, however we give, Lord. Thank you for uh, providing for us. Thank you for the ways that you bless us, both materially and spiritually, Lord. Father, we pray even advance for our Christmas candlelight services. May that be a blessed time. May people get to hear the hopeful message of the gospel through these services, Lord people that maybe wouldn't otherwise come, Lord, would you bring them? Would you use us to invite someone to bring them to these services? So we pray for that, and we ask that you would bless the rest of this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Ushers, you may come. The Evangelical Students and Graduates Union of Ethiopia, or EVASU, is the Ethiopian affiliate of the International Fellowship of Evangelical Students. Founded in 1963 by a handful of students from Addis Ababa University, Ivasu has grown to over 50,000 university and college students attending 176 fellowships, and the numbers continue to grow. Would you believe that we expect to have 70,000 students by the year 2030? And these are just conservative estimates. Consider that Ethiopia was just 0.5% evangelical just 60 years ago, but the spirit has been moving. This second most populous country in Africa has been experiencing revival. At present, evangelicals are around 20% of the total population. That's 24 million evangelicals. And with 60% of the population being under the age of 25, it's easy to see the importance of a ministry like Evasu. Now, with a ministry our size, one would expect a staff of at least 200. However, that's not our reality. Our staff, including administration, totals 85 people. That means actual campus staff is much less. So how do we do it? We're able to function because we are a student-led ministry. We have the most amazing student leaders who disciple and serve their peers with great passion. They do this on top of their already busy study schedules. Not to mention, their studies have been disrupted at times due to COVID and instability from war. We, the Evasu team, want to invite you to participate in what God is doing through us to serve students. Current growth rates suggest Ethiopia's population will cross the 200 million mark around 2049. The implications of this are both exciting and daunting. God knows we can't face either the present or the future realities alone. 
Hello Christian Assembly, my name is Robel Disasa. I'm the General Secretary of the Evangelical Students Union of Ethiopia. Uh, we are so grateful in many ways that God is really working in Ethiopia. Uh, a, a very powerful revival is happening um, and we have so many young people who are highly passionate to, uh, to, to work for the kingdom. We are so grateful about it. Uh, I would really love to ask you to pray for our country as we are passing through a very um, deadly civil war, which is currently happening. Uh, and also, we'd really love to pray for us for our economic situation as we are uh, passing through a very devastating economic inflation. Uh, and I would really love to thank you for your generous support. Uh, and your support is just letting us to advance the kingdom of God as we serve those students. Thank you so much. Well, church family, so good to worship with you this weekend. My name is Scott, and it's a kingdom weekend where once a month as a church, we take time to highlight how God's moving through CA as we follow him on mission. And I'm so excited for our new partnership that we have. We started this year with Evasu in Ethiopia. And as we saw in the video, there truly is a revival happening in Ethiopia right now, especially amongst young people. You know, recently Robel came and he met with some of our pastors, and he was sharing how Evasu has become this, this movement, and largely because of the way that they empower student leadership to multiply the ministry. And right now they have 2,000 student leaders who are leading efforts of evangelism, disciple-making, and even mobilizing uh, missions to the unreached as well. So God's been raising up this generation of leaders in Evasu who will go on to live missionally in their workplaces. They're going to be leaders in, in their cities, as well as sending out people to unreached people groups right there in that 1040 window. And so it's so exciting the way that we get to come alongside them and fuel what God's doing in this revival that's happening in Ethiopia through our prayers and through our giving. And so we want to pray for the people of Ethiopia, especially as, as Robel mentioned, they're going through a civil war right now, a devastating civil war uh, that's led to a financial crisis in their country. So we want to pray for that. We also want to take some time to pray for the 27 people from CA who are going to go to Mexico on a mission trip with Tijuana, in Tijuana uh, with our partners there at La Roca. And this team is going to go to partner to put on a Christmas outreach for kids and families who are coming from uh, the dump ministry, the orphanages, and that local community. So we want to take time to pray for that. So would you join me in prayer? Father, we're so thankful for the move of your spirit in Ethiopia right now. God, we're so thankful for these, these young leaders, these disciples that you've raised up. And God, I pray that you would allow the church to be a beacon of light in the midst of this devastating civil war. God, would you bring healing in Ethiopia right now? Lord, would you bring your comfort and your peace that would end this war quickly, Lord, in your name? Jesus, we ask that you would allow the church to be a shining light, a refuge for so many in need right now, and that you'd provide all that people need throughout this financial crisis. Lord, we're so thankful for that partnership. We lift up Rebel as he leads this movement as well. Lord, would you bring a special blessing upon him and give him the wisdom and the, the anointing of your spirit as he leads. God, right now, we also want to pray for the, the 27 from CA going to Tijuana, Mexico on December 2nd through the 4th. God, we lift up Steve Valerio, the team leader, as well as every person going. God, would you pray that we would go in your name, Lord, to partner and to bring the good news that's already moving there. 
God, that the, as, the, as the gospel is being preached, Lord, we pray that people would come to know you this Christmas season, and we lift that up in your name as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we're so thankful for the ways that we get to link arms in God's mission together, and one of the ways we do that is through our giving uh, to the kingdom offering that supports all of our missional efforts, both locally and globally. They're having tremendous impact. And so, ushers, you can come forward now. They're going to pass the blue buckets. You can give that way, or you can give online. Just make sure you click the kingdom offering tab. Thanks so much, church family. Scott, we're really so thankful for the way that you lead us in this value of the kingdom. And as I watched that video, it just was amazing to me to watch those people, those crowds of people responding to the message of Jesus. Paul writes to a church in Colossae, and he says to them, the message about Jesus that came to you is going out all over the world changing lives. And it's, it's just amazing to me that generation after generation after generation, that message of Jesus is changing lives around the world over and over and over again. So glad that we get to be part of that as we give to this kingdom offering together and as we pray for those efforts all around the world. Well, my name is Matt. Uh, if you're visiting, always such an honor to have you. We may have some guests with us from Thanksgiving uh, week, and we're so glad that you are joining us. I also want to welcome those of you online as well. Um, I can't help but wonder if you're eating a piece of pumpkin pie while you're watching or listening to us, um, but we're so glad that you're joining uh, with us online. Uh, I always expect this weekend for all of us to feel a little bit on the sleepy side. I got enough turkey in our veins. Next weekend, though, we'll get all that turkey out of us because Julie Boyd is going to be with us next week. And one of the most remarkable people that I know. Uh, she's going to be here from Kenya uh, and not only visiting, but she's going to bring the message next weekend. So I encourage you to come back and hear what she has to share with us next weekend. Well, I hope you were able to spend time with people that you enjoy this past week and slow down enough to practice gratitude. The week of Thanksgiving is always a really special time for Lindsay and I and our kids. We have some traditions. In fact, Scott was asking me about our traditions. We have several traditions that played out this past week. Uh, it begins with Lindsay starting to cook early in the week to prepare the meal for Thanksgiving. And so all week, wonderful smells are coming out of my kitchen. And, and then on Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Our tradition is for all six of us, uh, Lindsay and I and our four kids, to go to a store together. The store has changed over the years, but to find a store where we can go together and all six of us, each of us, picks out one ornament that we will add to our Christmas tree this year. And it's a tradition that's been going on for a long time that Lindsay and I started when we were first married. The thing about traditions is they require intentionality. 
because traditions only last as long as they are kept. I can tell you there have been some years when finishing a full day of work and getting all six of us in the car and fighting through traffic just to pick out some ornaments has required great intentionality. Traditions don't just happen. You have to seize the opportunity to keep a tradition or the opportunity passes. And I've been thinking lately a lot about time passing. Just the the passing of time and how quickly time passes. I've been thinking about that phrase that that we, many of us, have heard from older versions of the Bible, a phrase that describes the passing of time that says, it came to pass. You've heard that? The, the uh, kind of old version of the Christmas story begins, and it came to pass in those days. A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. It came to pass. And I've been thinking about how true that is for so much of life. In a sense, it all comes to pass and seems to pass so quickly. When the evangelist Billy Graham was in his 80s, he was asked, what has been the greatest surprise of his lifetime? And his answer was, how short life is. It just goes so fast. Ferris Bueller famously said, life happens pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you'll miss it. And there are some sobering words in the Bible about the passing of time, the brevity of our lives that I've been thinking about and meditating on lately. And I want you to look at those words with me in Psalm 103. They're going to be on the screens and in your bulletin as well. You can take a look at them there. They say, our days on earth are like grass. Like wild flowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we're gone as though we'd never been here. That is some sobering truth about the human condition. Life is short, and time isn't slowing down. And so this writer of Psalm 103 wants to help us answer the question, how do I get the most out of a life that is happening so fast? How do I get the most out of time that passes so swiftly. And the writer of Psalm 103 gives us some divine directions for the best way to spend our time while we have time. In verse 17, but the love of the Lord, he says, remains forever with those who fear him. His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. And so we have some directions for how to make the most 
of the time that we have in this world. And that's what I want to dig in and look at with, with you today. There are three words in the Hebrew language that describe three aspects of time. And these three aspects of time help to form a biblical perspective of how to make the most out of every season, every day, and every moment of our lives in this passing world. And so I want to take a careful look at these three words with you. The first of these three Hebrew words describes a time as the seasons and stages of life. This aspect of time is the natural changes and events that occur over time, like fall and winter. Seasons are natural. They can be anticipated. You can prepare for seasons. There are also seasons of life. There are some easy seasons and some difficult ones. Busy and quiet seasons. Fat and skinny seasons. Healthy and sick seasons. The wise man of Ecclesiastes says it like this, for everything there's a season, a time for every activity under heaven. And then he lists some examples for us. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. He says a time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to search and a time to quit searching, a time to keep, and a time to throw away. Just like the seasons, there are natural stages of life. Childhood, adolescence, young adulthood, middle age, seniors, seasoned seniors, well-seasoned seniors. <laughs> and our bodies, they change over time in those stages. Your body doesn't feel the same at 40 as it did at 20, and again, different at 60, so I'm told. There are stages of life. Stages of life, some that are filled with enormous amounts of learning, and stages that are filled with steady accomplishments. There are stages in every relationship and in every family. I can remember the happiness that I felt when our youngest child was finally out of the diaper stage. <laughs> and now, now we're entering the daunting stage of driver's license and homecoming dresses. And there will be seasons full, full of happy memories and seasons that we pass through of deep grief, grief. It all comes to pass. Like seasons in nature, it's possible to prepare for seasons in life. How we save and spend and invest money in one season will prepare us for what comes next. How we treat and speak to and spend time with our families can prepare us for what stage comes next. The priorities we set in one stage of life will shape and form our lives in the stages 
to come. How we seek to know God. How we study His Word. How we apply His Word to our lives. What place we give Jesus in our hearts and attitudes and decisions in one stage of life. Those things will absolutely matter in the next stage that we face. So whatever season you're in right now, it's not going to last forever. It came to pass. And there will be another season and another stage. And however short or long your life may be, to make the most of the time that you have, you have got to prepare for those seasons to come. You've got to prepare in the way that you, you build a relationship and foster a relationship with the Spirit of God just as you do with your friends and families and colleagues. You've got to prepare for that. To make the most of the time you have, you must know the God who set time in motion. You've got to know Him whose words will never pass away and whose love endures forever. You cannot make the most of any season that you're in unless you choose in every season to give your devotion and obedience to the Most High God who alone offers salvation in every generation. Whatever season you are in right now, keep seeking and trusting the God who reigns in all seasons and stages of life. Because if you will remain faithfully devoted to Him and obedient to His words, you will discover new depths of the love of God that endures forever in each season and stage. That's the first word that, that forms a biblical perspective on the best use of our time. Paying attention to the season, the stage that you're in, and preparing for the seasons and stages to come. Here's the second biblical word that explains how to make the most of our, our life. It's a Hebrew word that describes time as today. Time as today. Daytime. The time, in fact, between sunrise and sunset. The, the word, it's yom in Hebrew. And that word yom, it doesn't just mean day, but it actually means warmth. It's the time we spend in the warmth of the sun. From sunrise to sunset. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, today. And it is short. Not enough hours in the day. We all get the same amount of minutes in each day. 1,404 minutes. And that includes time at night when most of us are sleeping. There is research that suggests, this kind of blew my mind, that each of us make hundreds, maybe even thousands of decisions every day. Can you believe that? No wonder I'm so tired at the end of the day. How we spend our days matters. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul, he's writing to some believers in the city of Ephesus, and he, he wants to tell them, he's talking to them about this Hebrew concept of 
today. And he says to them, be careful how you live. Don't be a fool. But rather live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Evil days. What's he mean, these evil days? I got a notice in the mail just the other day reminding me that I have to renew my driver's license and it's the time I have to go to the DMV to renew it. I can't do it online. That's an evil day. (laughs) I also got a lovely invitation recently from the county requesting my presence for jury duty. These days are evil. The word that we translate as evil in this verse is a word that describes toil and difficulty, trouble and opposition. Every day has the potential for being a bad day full of bad news in this world. The senseless murders that have recently been happening. The injustice that we encounter in our cities and our neighborhoods, the loss of our loved ones, the realities of addiction and depression and disease that we discover possible even inside ourselves. This world is not as it should be. Our days are full of evil. And that's why it's critical, Paul says, That we don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Look at verse 17. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Have you asked for God to help you know what to do with your life today? Do you seek to understand what the Spirit of God wants to enable you to do while the sun is in the sky? Paul gives us this advice in verse 18. He says, don't be drunk. That's good advice for the holidays, I think. Don't be drunk with wine. Because, and look at the truth of these words. It will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. Does that mean walking around singing church songs all day long? Maybe not. But it means this. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. From the rising of the sun till the sun sets, may my life be lived as an expression of thankfulness and praise to my Savior. That's a day worth living. Today, your life will make some kind of noise. What's your life going to sound like today? Will you spend time today making noise about what you wish you could change yesterday? Will you spend today making noise about how things ought to be tomorrow? I'll tell you something about Myself, and maybe some of you can understand this, I have spent a lot of todays 
either scrutinizing tomorrow or yesterday or worrying about tomorrow. I only get to do today once. And if I'm not careful, I'll spend today with yesterday or tomorrow on my mind. You cannot do anything to change yesterday. It's gone. And tomorrow is never guaranteed. But if tomorrow comes, it will be here before you know it. And today, God's Word says, today is the day of salvation. Today, you can live in His forgiveness. Today, you get to live with confidence in the One who holds your future. Today, you can put your faith into practice. Today, you can speak gratitude in a world of complaints. Because the sun rose today, you have a chance to make some noise with your life for the Son of God who rose from the dead. While the sun shines today, we get to live in God's mercies. I do not know what tomorrow holds. I know there will be plenty to worry about tomorrow, but there is more than enough glory to discover in life with Jesus, my Savior and Redeemer, today. These days when I make a doctor's appointment or I schedule service for my car, I get texts reminding me, you have an appointment. And so, I'm reminding you, you have an appointment, not only today, but tomorrow, you've got an appointment set with Almighty God. He has reason for you to be alive. He he has put it on your calendar every day that He wants to spend time with you. You have an appointment to spend time reading His Word, speaking to Him in prayer, listening for Him to lead you by His Word and His Spirit. Today and every day has come to pass. What will you do with it? If I have a thousand decisions to make every day, may my first decision be to trust Jesus as Lord of my yesterday, today, and tomorrow. If I have a hundred decisions left in this day, may the Spirit of God be with me and at work within me. I saw someone recently post online their morning routine. And the first action on the list said, Bible before phone. That decision alone will set the course of the rest of your day. And it will be a better course than you would find on your own to put His Word first. And so the, the, the Scriptures urge us, pay attention to today. Pay attention to the season that you're living through and pay attention to how you're living today. And here's the third and final word for time in the Bible, this Hebrew word. It's a word that describes a moment. Not a season or stage of life that can be expected and prepared for. Not a day that lasts only while the sun shines. But this third aspect of time is about the moments that come unexpected with urgency to act and to act now. 
moments ripe with opportunity will come to pass. And if we do not take a hold of them, they will pass us by. These moments are the kinds of opportunities that Paul is describing in those words we read to his letter, in his letter to the Ephesians, when he says, make the most of every opportunity, every moment in these evil days. Older translations put it like this, redeem the time, redeem the moments, because the days are evil. To redeem is to claim an item that has been paid for. It means to take what belongs to me. Before any moment of our lives could be redeemed, we were first redeemed by the blood of Jesus shed in His death on the cross. Through Jesus and nothing else beside Jesus, we have been redeemed. We have been bought back from the curse of sin and death. Jesus was entirely free of all sin, but took the penalty of all sin upon Himself so that we might be forgiven and live new lives. New lives by the same power of the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's what redemption is. He has redeemed us. He has bought us back. He has taken us back from sin. Jesus paid the price of sin on your behalf and mine so that we could be redeemed for life with God. And that means that a life redeemed by Jesus is lived in little redeemed moments. Moments when we choose faith. Moments when we forgive as we've been forgiven. Moments when we depend upon the power of the Spirit to do what we cannot do on our own. Moments when we obey God's Word, no matter the cost or sacrifice. Every opportunity I get to say yes to the way Jesus is calling me to live. Every chance I get to make my life an expression of praise and worship to the God of all grace, those are the moments of redemption. Those are the little moments redeemed for the One who has redeemed me. Difficulties of life and our natural bent to serve ourselves rather than God will always fight for our attention. Always fight to convince us to spend our time on the demands of this world. But making the most of every opportunity means living like we are redeemed and taking back moments that belong to our Redeemer. Whatever you know God has said in His Word to do, do it now. If you have not decided to accept Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life, do it now. The Bible says someday every knee will bow and tongue will confess that He is Lord of all. That will come whether you're ready for it or not. Do it now. What you know is right, but you've neglected to do, do it now. The words of love and truth that you've hesitated to speak to those who need to hear them. Speak them now. 
The time you need to spend with your family, spend that time with them now. The money you have thought of giving, give it now. The places you have been burdened to go to serve those you know are in need, go and serve them now. The friend who you know is lost without Jesus and without hope in this dark world, now is the time to tell them that Jesus is the reason for the hope that you have. Tell them now. In the short time that your life comes to pass, what opportunity are you letting pass you by? What opportunity has the Lord given you that needs to be taken right now? This Hebrew word that means a moment of opportunity. It has a very basic sort of physical, tangible meaning like a word picture. And it's, it, the basic meaning means to adorn something with ornaments. To take hold of something and put it in place. Like you were adorning a person with jewelry or a soldier with medals or adorning a tree with ornaments. Alex, would you come and join, join me as we wrap up? Lindsay and I, as I told you, started the practice of choosing an ornament, each of us, for our tree in our first year of marriage. And at the time, we didn't think of it as a tradition. We, we just went to a store and each of us picked out an ornament. But then we did that again the next year and the next. And after a while, our children came along and as they've grown up and we've continued that tradition, that tradition has produced a lot of ornaments. And some of those ornaments are, are old. Some of them are 20 years old. Some have years of wear and tear. Some have needed to be repaired over time. Some are ornaments that, that have needed to be taken out with the trash when the kids weren't looking. Our, our Christmas tree, as you can imagine, it has no planned color palette. It has no design theme. It's simply adorned with a collection of moments chosen from one year to the next. And I wonder, I wonder what moments adorn your life. Are they moments of redemption? Are they moments of choosing God's enduring love for you? What ornaments of faithfulness are you choosing from day to day to be included in the brevity of your life? For all who have come to pass, your life, however long or short, has great purpose and the potential of your time in this world is immensely meaningful because of the love of God that endures forever. I came to pass just like you. And as long as I have the time through every season and stage, through all my days, and in a myriad of opportunities, may I believe, may you believe, may we believe and obey the Word of our Redeemer, and may our lives be as a song of praise to the God of our salvation. Can you say amen to that?
Would you stand with me as we make some noise for our Redeemer? And as we do, in fact, before we sing, I'd like you to just take a moment and pray with me. I'd like you to invite the Spirit of God to examine your use of time. Ask the Lord to point out to you if it's not clear already what season of life you're in. He is in that season with you. What might you mine out of the depths of God's love for you in this season of life, in this stage? Choose, choose to, to vow to the Lord, I will live through this season with you, not without you, but with you. Let the Holy Spirit examine even how you have lived today. How do you spend the time when the sun is in the sky? Are you mindful of His presence as you go about your day in the warmth of the sun? Are you aware that He has a purpose for you? That every day that we live is a gift. Not one of us can guarantee it. Not one of us deserves it. It is a gift. He is the one who has redeemed you so that you might, out of this evil world, you might live some redeemed moments. Let the Spirit point out to you what opportunities He's placed before you. What do you know He has said to do? Do it now. If you have never accepted Him as your Lord and as the Savior of your life, if you have never received Him as your Redeemer, do it now. Do it now. I would hope, in fact, that some of you who have not made that decision, that you wouldn't leave here tonight before knowing that Jesus is your Lord without receiving Him as your Savior. To leave knowing that you are forgiven that you have been bought back so that you can live day to day redeeming moment after moment with Jesus. Even now, you might, as we sing this song, you might even choose to slip out from where you're sitting. You could come down and, and stand in the front row here and I would be glad to pray for you and to pray with you to receive Jesus.
as your Lord and your Savior today and forever. So God, we give you our time, however short or long, our passing time. We lean into you and ask, would you lead us with your enduring love? In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see.